Yo, the BMF podcast is all up in your motherfucking ass. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 88. Hit them with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your best out. You gotta get up, bang, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your best out. You gotta get up. All the bang, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Why don't you get up? Yo, what is up, your boy Moody Hank, live from Sandy, Sandy, let go of my motherfucking ego, you bitch! Ass napkin weather, officially over, chilling, literally, uh, now we're in the 75, it's a beautiful day, uh, out in Dago Bitch, California, um, I'm in the, uh, sweatpants and murder champs today. Uh, we rocking the champs, uh, all up and down, straight up and down, straight jacket, just like that. Uh, episode number 88, we got some shit to talk about. Man, I've been trying to do this podcast for like a fucking, since Monday, man. I got the, I got the runs on Monday, I don't know what the fuck happened. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, fucking trouser chili, bubbling on the stove, you know what I'm talking about? Just fucking bubbling. Uh, all gutted up, Willie, had to fucking run downstairs, um, didn't even bother to try to go to the bathroom, uh, cause it, it, upstairs, because it, it shares room, uh, shares a room with the triple champ, and, and the way I, I felt like I, I felt, I felt like one blast off would have woken him up in the middle of the night, and he probably wouldn't have gone back to sleep, so I, uh, I gambled, Gamble work paid off. I, I actually made it down just by the skin, uh, the hair, uh, the the, volush, the the luscious locks of my ass crack. Uh, barely made it to the fucking toilet. Uh, blasted the fuck off. It looked like you remember um, Dave Chappelle in that skit where he he sits on the shitter and he shits and it blasts him across. He does like a flip as he blasts himself off of the shitter. That was me, homies. I was I was holding on for dear life. I had to have a fucking seatbelt on that bitch uh, just to keep me inside the vehicle. Um, it was brutal. Um, so I was going to do the podcast on Monday. That's where I was going with this shit. I was going to do this shit on Monday, but the fucking, I, I had the BGs, the bubble guts on me all goddamn day. Wasn't feeling it, wasn't feeling it. And then Tuesday, I was like, all right, you know, tomorrow I'm going to fucking bust this shit out. And then uh, 
I just, uh, for like the last couple days, I had like the worst fucking migraine ever, man. So much my, I couldn't even smoke myself out of that shit. I was just mad headache all fucking day for like three days, man. Crazy. Uh, didn't, I had the energy sucked out of me like a motherfucking vampire. I tried to sit down with this shit yesterday. It did like 15 minutes and like put the fucking mic down and slap myself. Literally just slap myself. The fuck is this shit? And hit the erase button on that shit. And now here I am, motherfuckers. I'm back. Episode 80, the elusive episode number 88. We finally, we get, we nearing, we creeping, inching, clawing our way to episode 100. I don't know what the fuck. I got to do something for that. I got to get all the ancillary characters of the world, uh, of the world infamous Whiskey Sick podcast all on the, on the, uh, on, on the cast that day. Uh, Whiskey reunion. Uh, maybe get Ivanito down here. Uh, Rico. Um, uh, podcast, uh, Whiskey Sick WSP, listener extraordinaire Rico, uh, aka Uncle Rico, aka, AKA nasty ass motherfucking Rico, um, aka hating ass, dry hating ass Uncle Rico. Uh, but we got a lot of shit to talk today, man. We got plenty of fight talk. The BMF title went went off without a hitch. I got some thoughts on that shit. Uh, I told y'all, first of all, I told y'all it wasn't gonna be. I thought uh, we'll we'll get into that. Let me give you a rundown. Let me give you a rundown. Uh, so we got the BMF title. Um, we're going to talk that whole card. You know, Wonder Boy was on that card. Who the fuck else was on that card? Till, I think. Yeah, Till and Gastelum was on that card. Uh, this weekend, we got, we got, dude, we got Sleeper main event. I'm telling you, this main event is going to be dope. We got Zabit, uh, Magomed Sharipov, uh, the fucking, uh, uh, what, what was that dude's, um, Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, the vampire killer. That's what this motherfucker looks like. The the little vampire killer as Abraham Lincoln versus uh Calvin Qatar. Cater? Qatar, Cater, Cater. Calvin Cater. Bad motherfucker. We're gonna get into that shit. We got plenty of that shit. Um Francis Ngannou's over here fucking uh Macarena feeling himself. Uh, talking greasy, wild shit right now. Talking about going to boxing. Who isn't? We heard Masvidal talking about that shit too. We're gonna get into that. All sorts of NFL, NFL shit, A.B., uh, the, the fucking reigning, defending, all-time greatest douchebag of the universe comes out and, and, and just puts all silence, all new challengers to fucking bed before they even, even, uh, even had some kind of plan to take the throne. He, 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 if you even had a spark of an idea. Kobe Covington, I'm looking at you to, to try to wrestle this fucking title from AB. He said, nah, fuck you. Fuck a lot of other things, too. So, uh, homeboy, uh, is schizophrenic, bipolar. Um, yeah, I'm mental um, disorder shaming. Up the fucking yinger right now. Up the yin-yang. I don't give a fuck. Uh, that dude's on some fucking schizophrenic shit, on some fucking meth addict, fucking breaks with reality shit. We gonna get into that. Baker Mayfield's fucking... Man, I called that motherfucker the fucking Seth Gecko of the NFL a couple weeks ago, man. Damn. I don't think I've ever regretted something more that I've said on here. Um, I say some wild ass shit. But that might have been. I, I remember I said the Pelicans were going to win um, the NBA title last year when they started 4-0. And uh, we know how that went. I came back and doubled down this year. Said the motherfuckers were going to definitely make the playoffs, go to the NBA Finals, 
at least the conference finals. I made a lot of bets. I hedged a lot of bets like a fucking gardener. And uh, now they're one and six. <laughs> they start at one and fucking six. They're literally tied for the worst team. They might even be the worst team in the league, but they don't play like it. We'll get into them. But the point is, I said a lot of wild ass shit. Um, but back to Baker Mayfield. That dude's wilding, howling at the moon, off the leash, shitting on lawns. Uh, this dude. He's out there, man. He 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 he's he's a big, big, big fuck up. A fucking spider on the screen, man. God damn, where did that come from? Um, got some boxing shit to talk about. Canelo versus Kovalev went off without a hitch. Uh, I got some. I'm gonna hit y'all up with some. I'm gonna get you both sides of the coins. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you, um, possibly the wackest album of the year. And one of the doper albums of the year, all in one take. We got Yellow Wolf on there. I won't tell you who the whack shit is. You might be able to guess. I listened to the whole thing. So when you motherfuckers, when you're saying you're hating on shit, I hate on it after I listen to it. I always listen to the shit before I shit all over it. That way I know I can get deep in there. I can fucking, I can, I can, I can speak literally about shit. I know what, what's going on. I actually know what I'm talking about when I, when I hate on something like music. Like hip hop especially. Um... And whatever, you know, Popeye's chicken sandwiches back. Just thought of that shit off the top of my dome. Uh, people are going fucking crazy. Um, there's riots and shit in the streets. There's fucking fires, turned over cars. There's all sorts of shit going on over these, anywhere near, like within like a 10 block radius of any Popeye's in the world. It's like a fucking Armageddon all over the U.S. Um, but let's get into this fight shit, man. It's been a while. It's been a fucking while. Let's get into this fight shit. Uh, so we had, we had the BMF title. Uh, my prediction was that, uh, Jorge Masvidal was going, going to, and I quote, walk through Nate Diaz. I said the, the, the idea of the fight, the, the belt, um, the lead up to the fight, the, 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 you know, braggadocious, you know, tough guy shit was going to be dope. The actual fight was going to be whack. And it wasn't whack, but I told y'all, he beat, listen, Jorge beat his ass for three rounds. And I was disappointed, let's get to the ending real quick, I was a little disappointed when I saw it, but then seeing his eye, his eye was destroyed, homies. His eye was destroyed, that cut was uh, at least two inches longer than my shooter, at least full on, full full hard on, full uh, uh, chatterbait, um, in the middle of the live performance, still two inches longer. That was a nasty cut. Um, they make, make a lot of dumbass decisions in, in, in uh, New York with the commission and stuff like that, but it was hard. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, man, fuck that, because I originally thought I went, I, I went wild in here. I, I started howling at the moon real quick. I was, I was throwing shit because I thought they were looking at his ear in between the round. If you go back and his ear split open, his cauliflower sp- split open from uh, s- severe ass whoopings he was taking on his feet, on the ground, any position Jorge wanted it, uh, he, he was just giving it to him. I think he had uh, Nate Diaz in literal diaper change position a couple times. Uh, instead of eating his ass, he was beating his ass from that position. Um, but it looked like they were checking his ear. And, and Nate kept shaking his head like weird, like it was kind of throwing off, like his equilibrium or something was off. I, I, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Um, and I thought, then the guy kept looking at his ear. It looked like he was looking at his ear more than it was he was looking at the cut. And then that's when they waved it off. So I thought they stopped the fight because of the, the, the cauliflower eruption. 
And so I went fucking wild. And then when they came back and they showed his eye, man, his eye was destroyed. And anybody talking about, um, you know, Nate Diaz's rounds or the fourth and the fifth, first time, first off, he doesn't fucking fight into the fifth round very often. And, you know, you can go back to the couple times that he did. He lost those fucking rounds. And you could say, well, what about the, the last uh, Conor McGregor, the second Conor McGregor fight? That was a lot closer fight than every uh, round than everybody says. Everybody pretends that like Nate Diaz was beating Conor's ass in that fifth round. That wasn't the case at all. He just ended up on top position because he got a cheap little takedown in the last inside the last 10 seconds on that shit and give you the impression that he was whooping his ass from there. And he was not. Um, but what what showed you, I mean, Jorge, they're saying Jorge was looking, no, Jorge was not looking tired. He was looking a little frustrated because he was like, damn, this dude's taking everything I've given him and more. Fucking uh, Ben Askren took one shot and was done in five fucking seconds. Darren Till was done inside a round, much bigger than, than Nate Diaz. This dude was fighting at 185 the fight before the, uh, on the co-main event. Looking huge. He's knocking these dudes out. He fought a few fights ago, um, like several years ago. One of his first fight, I think, when he went up to 170 was uh, Chuface, Cesar Ferreira. Go look at that shit. That's when I, I didn't know when he went up from 155. I was like, man, I don't know how much, you know, 170. He looks kind of small for 170. And then he was fighting Shoeface, And I was like, that dude's fucking huge. That dude's a, 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 middle, a middleweight that went down to 170 to try to get something going. He was huge. And, and that was the first time um, uh, Jorge baptized somebody. He slept that dude. He slept him. You know, so he's doing that to these type of dudes. And here's, here's Nate Diaz standing, taking it all. Um, I, I saw, I saw major holes. Um, you, you basically see major holes in, in, in Nate's stand-up every fight, really. Um, the fights that he really dominates, you know, thinking off the top, uh, Michael Johnson, the Cerrone fight, um, those fights he's just able to use his superior reach, um, and, and, and stay on the outside and, and just pick dudes apart. Um, but even in that Cerrone fight, the third round was all Cerrone. Cerrone was coming on strong with the leg kicks. Um, this one, I just said, I, when he fought Pettis... A couple months ago, I, I said he was getting... Go back and look at the opening exchanges, the first few minutes of that fight. Pettis was landing shots. And Pettis, the weakest part of his game is his hands, but he was landing overhand rights. He was landing some big shots. I, well, I remember originally thinking, like, Diaz don't got it. Diaz looks way slow, way step slower. He looks like he's been fighting for three years and in wars. That's what he looked like to me, those first... And then, you know, Pettis really walked into to Diaz's... Um, Game plan. He he started this bullshit uh, right before he lost the title when he fought Gilbert Melendez. The last time that uh, Pettis uh, defended his 155 title, he started doing this shit where he would walk his back up against the cage and then fight with his back against the cage and counter on people up against the cage. And it led to his downfall. Dos Anjos beat his ass against that cage. And then every other person pr pretty much since then has been doing the same thing because he, he walks himself. The only way Diaz was going to win that was fight was by clinching him, getting him to the ground and dirty boxing him and grinding him out in the clinch. And what, is, what did Pettis do? He made it easy. He put himself in the position that Nate wanted him in. He didn't even have to exert effort to get Pettis there. Pettis walked himself against the cage, uh, especially in that last round, the last couple rounds. And so I didn't think there was any way that he was going to be able to just bully uh, Jorge Masvidal like that. And Jorge's hands are monumentally better than Anthony Pettis. His striking is monumentally better. Uh, you're talking about switching stances in the middle of combos on some, uh, you know, uh, Dominic Cruz shit. Um, 
And, and so he, he he's using switch step jabs. He's using switch step power hands. He's using switch step kicks. He, he's moving off. I mean, he was putting hands on Nate Diaz. Got him to the ground. Uh beating him from the top game he just he did everything I thought he was gonna do so when I looked at the fight it was basically like getting a full three round fight you basically got a full three rounds and there was no doubt who won it and probably two ten eight rounds in that shit first two rounds uh Nate did a little bit better but even the punches he was landing Nate throws these wet noodle punches now man you say yeah he's been doing that no he used to have some sting on those they don't have any it's more just like a a, a fucking wet noodle like slaps most of the time even when he has closed fists they're more like slaps you know and then he would fire that left hand every once in a while but he was missing with it he wasn't really landing anything that made Jorge respect him at all on the feet and um Jorge needs to get off that rematch shit. Nobody wants to see a rematch. This doesn't deserve a rematch. I like the one and done shit. I will say that the, the stoppage kind of dulled the shine of the BMF title being handed out. I thought it was dope seeing The Rock out there. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It was like some WWE. I don't give a fuck. That shit was cool. I, I dug that whole fucking shit. Who doesn't want the BMF belt? These motherfuckers want that belt more than the, the actual real belt. Uh, you know, there's dudes that have legitimate interim title belts, and nobody gives a fuck about those. They'll shit on that before they fucking uh, overtaking the BMF belt. Everybody wants that BMF belt. Um, but that being handed out was a little dull by the ending. Um, but then when you saw that shit, and you saw, you saw, um, you saw the cut and, and, and how much had to be, you know, that was like 12 stitches that had to close that thing. And then the one under the eye, you know, which is superficial, but still, I mean, that shit wasn't going to get better. His skull was going to start showing soon. It was going in his eyes. It was just, it was bad. Like, that, that, that was going to be really, really bad. And Nate can say everything he wants. Of course, he, he doesn't want out of the fight, and he's going to talk tough and shit afterwards like he was just getting warmed up. Nah, man, you weren't just getting warmed up. You weren't just getting warmed up. And if that's what you got to do to get warmed up, uh, yeah, maybe it is time for you to, you know, just start opening up your own, like, vape shop, CBD sales kind of shit because uh, that, that, was, that was bad. That was Josh Thompson uh, bad. Everybody kept saying to the lead-up that nobody's ever stopped Diaz. People keep getting this wrong. Like, they forgot Josh Thompson whooped Nate Diaz's ass. He hit him with, like, 6,800 head kicks. And the last one put his ass, like, fucking flat on his ass, like, out. And then fucking Josh followed up with punches. It, it was brutal. It was a brutal ass whooping. And people also kept saying that uh, Jorge Masvidal, I've seen it all over on, on podcasts, on, on YouTube shit, that Jorge's never been finished or subbed. So how how was he going to get subbed by Diaz in, in the last two rounds? He has been subbed. He was, like, one of the great – he was literally the – uh, he was the guy who, on the wrong end of submission of the year, like in 2010, 2011, when he fought a guy named Toby Amada. I don't even remember what, what it was. But he got triangle. He got reverse triangled while he had dude up in the air. He had dude in a position to slam him. And homie locked in an inverted triangle with his head over, over Masvidal's back and choked him out standing up. Choked him unconscious. It was like literally the sub of the year. It could be like the sub of the decade, really. Jorge Masvidal, he, got, he tapped it. I mean, he didn't even tap. I think he went to sleep. From the standing position, from a slamming position, homie locked up an inverted triangle and choked him out. You could say it was luck. I don't give a fuck. He slept him. He stopped Jorge Masvidal. He subbed Jorge Masvidal. So it has happened. But it wasn't going to happen here. Next for Jorge, he's got to fight. He's got to fight Usman or, or Colby Covington. And I, I, I don't like me any kind of one way a bit of Colby Covington, but a little part of me just wants to see 
Jorge get to the ass whooping on that dude. It doesn't really mean anything for me if Jorge, you know, fights Usman and beats Usman or loses to Usman. I want to see him fight Kobe Covington. I want him to beat Kobe Covington's ass, homies. I, I, uh, I want him to Nate Diaz that motherfucker. I want him to fucking uh, Ben Askren that motherfucker. That's who needs to get Sid from Toy Story been asking for it. Asking for it. Begging for this shit. Praying for this shit. So give the people what they fucking want. Uh, Wonder Boy was out there double fisting, eating all kinds of ass. Homeboy looked, looked, looked on some shit. He was, he was, uh, he, I don't know how he, where he was like quietly taking shots in this fight because uh, he, he had some, he had some cuts on his face, man. Um, he had some cuts at the end of this, and I didn't really remember him getting hit by much, but um, he was obviously taking some shots. Um, uh, Luke, Luke, that's who he was fighting. I was trying to think of who, who he fought. Um, Luke's a tough dude, really tough dude. Um, put the whooping stick to Mike Plat- Platinum, uh, Platinum Perry um, in the, uh, his previous fight. Um, I think that, yeah, he was the guy that crushed Mike Platinum Perry's nose, if you ever saw that shit. It looks like Artie Lang's nose. He, uh, Google Artie Lang. Artie Lang knew, uh, knows. He used to be on the Howard, Stur- Howard Stern show. Google that shit right now and look at his nose. That's what Mike Platinum Perry's nose looked like after he fought uh, Vicente Luque um, in, his last, in his previous fight before he fought Josh Thompson. I mean, Josh... Uh, Steven Thompson. And uh, Wonder Boy looked fucking phenomenal. I mean, this dude was fucking eating ass like it was a fucking buffet, homie. He was double fisting. He was taking a doggy bag home on some, can I get a box for this type of shit? I mean, he, he, was, he was landing. His hands looked fucking quick. Uh, I don't like how he has to leap in, but that's that karate, karate style. That's what gets you fucking countered against the top-notch dudes uh, leaping in. He doesn't have, like, a whole lot of head movement, traditional kickboxing, boxing-type head movement. So his head's always right there, but he's really good at one, two, three, getting out, one, get out, one, two, get out. He's really good at that shit. He uses a sidekick. Um, what I don't understand sometimes is that people really are unprepared for that sidekick, but he only throws it out of the when he's in the southpaw stand. And it's very obvious when he's throwing that. So um, that you got to pick up on that shit. You got to parry that shit out of the way and counter over the top of it. You got to go forward when he throws that, uh, deflect it, and, and land some shots on it. Uh, be careful. You might, you know, walk into some spinning shit with a guy like uh, uh, Wonder Boy. But still, you got to have a plan for those sidekicks and how you're going to get around those. Those are those are those are momentum breakers, uh, timing breakers. They fuck up your range. Um, they're very difficult when a guy always throwing is those. But you know when he's when he's in southpaw, that's what he's throwing. He's not really throwing it when he's in orthodox. Uh, he likes to throw uh, his left power hand more when he's in the southpaw. His southpaw seems to be his more natural stance. Uh, but homeboy was out there fucking punching the clock, uh, just fucking chopsticks out eating all kinds of fucking Vicente Luque ass and homeboy couldn't do nothing but fucking loosen up and take it man it, it, it was it was an impressive impressive fight you know uh Wonder Boy's coming off of some tough losses uh, but he did beat Masvidal if you remember he, he outpointed Masvidal and he actually that was one of the few uh decisions that uh Jorge Masvidal actually did lose uh Wonder Boy just kind of kept him on the outside and just kind of pointed him for about three I think it was a three-round fight so um I don't know. Uh you can give you could literally give uh give Wonder Boy anybody at this at this point. Um we had Darren Till versus Gastelum. This one I got wrong. I said Gastelum. This is the problem with Gastelum. When he gets to the top and you know, he did have a great 
title fight against Adesanya was probably the greatest 185 belt title uh, and one of the best title fights ever, really. But definitely the best 185 pound title uh, ever, uh, title fight ever. I mean, it, he had Adesanya out on his feet after a head kick. I mean, it was back and forth. It was 2-2 going into the fourth round. He got 10-8 in that la- in that fifth round, though. But still, you know, he, he had this brain lapse where he, where he, when he fought um, Woodley at 170. He fought Woodley at 170 and didn't do shit. He just stood there. Woodley didn't do shit. He landed four punches, but compared to the zero that Gastelum threw, he actually won that fight. Um, and then he went up. He had a, he had one against Weidman. He did the same thing. He came out and just didn't do shit. He landed one punch. It damn near took fucking Weidman's head off. It was at the bell of the first round, though. If there had been 10 seconds left, he would have finished Weidman. Uh, he literally punched this dude on some old-school Johnny Hendricks, like overhand left hand into the fucking fence shit homie was dunskies but the bell rang as soon as he landed that it was like the only punch he threw the whole fucking round and then he came out and he got arm triangled he looked like he didn't even want to be there and that was like this i don't know what his problem was um adesanya's you know just as long um as, as um darren till is big gorilla ass arms darren till a uh, wide dude long fights long um, but you know, that's, that's his specialty. That's Gaslam's specialty is getting inside on these dudes with his, with his good hand speed. He's got good hand speed, deceptive hand speed. And, and he, he goes in and puts punches together. Well, he didn't do any of that. And Darren Till just picked him apart for th- three rounds. Um, and Darren Till looked good. He looked good at 170. I, you know, now he's talking about after the fight, he was saying he didn't want to fight, uh, Yoel Romero, the motherfucker, you know, is a fucking beast. He don't want no part of that. Um, maybe he was joking. I don't know. But now he's calling Yoel Romero out, which is never a smart idea never a smart idea but hey i didn't think he beat gaslam and he did decisively beat gaslam um so you know good 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 for him i mean maybe you know if if he could fight adesanya that might be a cool fight you know uh him versus um costa if costa loses maybe he fights you know something like that so uh those are those are dope fights um what else do we have they announced aldo versus marais That'll be dope. Uh, Aldo going down to 135. That's always like the last move, right? You know, if you realize you're not going to get the belt at 145, you know, as long as, you know, um, uh, Maxi, Maxi Baby, uh, Max Holloway still has it. Or maybe, who knows, maybe Connor ends up with that shit. Maybe he goes down there. I think that's his best looking fight, actually, is go down and fight Max. Get that rematch. Get, get that rematch. Uh, rematch. Rematch. Get that rematch, and then at least you have another belt. And then fight Aldo again. That would be fucking dope. That would be really fucking dope. Um, but uh, Aldo knows he ain't getting that 145-pound belt. So he's going down to one. That's a cool That's a cool fight. Marais versus Aldo. Woof, 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 motherfucker. That's a, that's a killer. Um, let's get into this shit today. We got um, Zabit versus Calvin uh, Cater. Calvin Cater. Fuck up his goddamn name. Calvin Cater, I'm telling you, Calvin Cater, there was a guy in this last UFC on, on the BMF uh, card. His name is Shane Burgos. That dude is a motherfucker. Keep your eyes on him. The only fight he's lost, I think, was to... Did he beat Calvin Cater? Maybe he beat... It was a fucking hell of a fight. Calvin Cater fought Shane Burgos. Keep an eye on both of these names. They, they, it was a fucking fantastic fight. Now, I'm, I, I can't even remember who won. Pretty sure Burgos lost that fight, but I'm not sure. Um... Calvin Cater has fought some uh, real good fighters in, in, in uh, his short amount of time being in the UFC. Uh, let's let's take a look at this guy. But this, uh, you know, Zabit, uh, old Abraham Lincoln-looking ass, ass motherfucker right here, the vampire slayer over here and shit. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's look at both of these guys. Calvin Cater. 
Here we go, here we go. Don't they give me his fucking... He beat Ricardo Lamas, that's right. He knocked Ricardo Lamas out in his last fight. Um, knocked him out in the first fucking round. I forgot he did that shit. Um, that was an impressive win. Um, another KO. Uh, did he lose? I think he lost to Marciano. Um... But anyways, uh, uh, Calvin Cater's got really good hands, really good stand-up, really good jab, uh, real technical striker. Reminds me a lot of uh, Marvin Campman, uh, Martin Campman, Campman sorry. Uh, go look at uh, Martin Campman. He, uh, he was a UFC um, welterweight for a long time, really good, fi- really good fighter, had some really big fights, just happened to be in the wrong place. He was in the, the steroid division for a long time uh, before they got that shit under control. Um, but he was a good fighter. That's who Calvin Cater the way he throws his punches kind of remind me of a, of a Martin Campman type of fighter. Um, and uh, Zabit, you know, he's got subs. He's a long, lean dude for uh, for that weight class. Um, he last beat, um, he, he decisioned Jeremy Stevens. He, that's right. He beat Jeremy Stevens on a unanimous decision. Um, then he subbed some dude before that. I can't remember the guy. And then he fought that dude, uh, Bokniak, in, in a good fight. I thought I saw a lot of holes in that Bokniak fight. He let that guy back in. It looked like he might have some uh, cardio issues. Um, but uh, dude, this is a tough fucking fight, man. I'm going to go with the underdog. I would have to assume um, that uh, Calvin Cater is the underdog in this shit. Um, does it give the odds? I uh, can't find the odds. I would have to say that Cater is probably because um, Zabit is like a, one of those guys that's like the, the cream of the crop, like next coming guy that they're trying to sell for that that 145-pound division. Um, but I'll, I'll take Calvin Cater in that shit. Uh, um... Just outpointing him, out hustling him. Uh, you know, one, you know, five round fight for a first time for both of them. So I don't know how they either one of their cardio is going to be. I've seen, I've seen, um, you know, Zabit kind of, kind of gas out in that Bokniak fight. Like I just said, uh, Calvin Cater went three hard rounds with Shane Burgos, um, and and they didn't look tired. So I, I'm going to have to give the the later round edge to Cater. Um, maybe he just stays busier, and you know, the busier fighter, you know, usually, you know, can you know, win those closer fights that, you know, go to the judges and shit like that because then it just becomes who the who who the judges are are seeing, you know, uh throw the punches, the most amount of punches. Uh then we got Hardy fighting Volknov. Volknov. Remember he just got knocked out by Lewis in the last seconds. He was he was beating uh De- uh the beast Lewis, uh beating his ass really, uh just outpointing him, really just, you know, just staying technically better than him, and then he got knocked out in the last couple seconds of that fight. I think this is his first fight back from that, but this is an actual contender for Dan Hardy. I will, I will tip my cap if this motherfucker can beat Volkov, like legit, legitimately. I mean, not not huffing uh, your, your, your fucking air duster like you were huffing in, in, in between the rounds of the last fight. Uh, Greg Hardy, they took his, if you didn't know, his last fight was just literally a couple weeks ago, and he had his, his uh, decision overturned. Well, did he stop the guy? I can't even fucking remember. It was some scrub some dude they found in the showers at the flying j if you remember he fought uh greg hardy and in between like the second and third round oh that's right it was it was a decision in between the the second and third round he asked for his inhaler and they handed it to him and he's, he's sitting there huffing the air duster and shit getting on some fucking meth high and shit and comes out all of a sudden he's a renewed fire and has more energy and shit i don't know about all that shit so hopefully he won't be pulling that shit out um 
like literally every fight he's won, there's some kind of controversy. There was some kind of shit that happened in the first fight. Um, I can't even remember. But Volkov, uh, this is actually a, a legitimate fighter right here. Um, if he had beaten Lewis, he would have been, you know, kind of, he would have been fighting like an Nganu type of fighter right now. Um, so uh, if he can beat him, I'll tip my cap to Greg Hardy. I don't think he has the cardio to go, you know, really hard rounds. Um, he's fighting dudes that are, you know, a step above scrubs. Um, the, the second to last fight was an absolute scrub, absolute scrub. Homie was, I, I don't know. They even, they couldn't even, they found this dude, you know, I don't know where the fuck they found this dude in a soup kitchen or some shit like that. Cause he looked like a fucking bum. He looked like a goddamn transient on the side of the motherfucking freeway holding up a sign. And they just like, Hey, I got a job for you motherfucker. And next thing you know, he found himself getting punched in the face by Greg Hardy. Uh, he probably never thought his life would, you know, take that turn or he'd end up in that situation, but here the fuck he was. What else do we got? That's about it for fighting. We had Canelo versus Kovalev. Kovalev, listen, I- I'll preface this. I was watching both of this fight. There was the BMF title and I had this shit. My stream on, on the Canelo fight was weak. It was in and out. I had to keep refreshing it. It was this and that. Um, from what I was able to see, I felt like Canelo was doing typical Canelo, letting this other dude win the fucking fight. Like, he, he does that in so many, he just gives so many rounds away with inactivity. He just sits there, he puts the earmuffs on and just kind of wades forward. But when he does unleash, he unleashes fury, motherfuckers. That left hook is probably the best left hook I've seen in a long time. That lead hook is, is fucking nasty. And when he throws that, the 3-2 um, with the right hand right down the pipe after that shit, it's vicious. But I thought, you know, um, from what I was able to see... I thought Kovalev was just busier. He was landing in a, he was throwing a, a lot of jabs, keeping him on the outside and was just, you know, taking some shots here and there definitely. But just because he was overall outworking him, I was reading some shit, you know, how ESPN people were scoring it and other people were scoring it. And everybody seemed to have Kovalev up pretty good, two, three rounds. Um, I, so I was kind of looking at that and what I was seeing, and I was like, okay, um, this dude's one round, two rounds away. It was the 11th round from uh, a victory. But Kovalev just started letting himself get hit. He decided he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna move his head no more. He was gonna parry punches with his fucking nose. I don't he just forgot how to box all of a sudden. Like it, it just turned on a dime. Like people are talking about he threw the through the fight, this and that. Like if you watched that fucking fight, the whole fucking fight, you would have been like, I could understand why you would you would say that shit. Obviously that's not what happened, but something happened. Um, homie got the fucking heebie-jeebies in between the rounds or some shit. I don't know. He's seen a ghost over there or some shit. Something happened. Fucking poltergeist. I don't know. It was around Halloween. Maybe it was a fucking scary costume out there. You saw it. I don't know what the fuck happened, but he fucking shat himself maybe, uh, from one of those liver shots. I don't know. Uh, but he came out and all of a sudden he couldn't get out of the way of punches, started eating a, a left hook right off the bat, kind of shook it off, ate a right hand. And I was like, dude, these are really heavy punches. Like this is fight is going to change all of a sudden. And then Canelo fucking threw this. Uh, he, he likes that, that lead liver shot, homies. He throws the one, two, and then that lead liver shot, the one, two, and then that, that liver shot. And this time, he went to the lead liver. He didn't throw anything. He didn't hide it this time. He, he looked like he was going to go to the liver. And he just came up high with it. He turned it over into a like a shovel hook, like a 45-degree angle shot, like right to the fucking head, right around uh, Kovalev's glove and, and fucking 
took the fucking shank to sung that motherfucker. Homie soldiers fucking shot up through the fucking roof, was looking down at Kovalev, flipping him off. Oh, uh, as it flew out of the motherfucking stadium, said, I'm out this bitch. And homie started doing the, the Randy Couture uh, chicken dance. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Randy Couture. Nah, I'm just kidding. He actually almost died, but he's still alive. Uh, those dick pills, Randy. Those motherfucking dick pills. Um, he started doing the Randy Couture um, wobble chicken dance in there, like when he fought uh, Brock Lesnar and shit. He started doing that shit. And then uh, the ruthless fucking, uh, the ruthless right hand that, that as he was like, uncon- like he, as he was dancing and shit, just put him out. There was no doubt Kovalev was done. Like the ref didn't give him a chance to get up. He ran right over and immediately waved him off. Homeboy was like head through the fucking uh, ropes and shit looking like Vanderlei. And, I mean, looking like uh, Quentin Jackson went in that first Vanderlei fight where he laid uh, Quentin Jackson out, slapped him out inside the, uh, in, during Pride outside the ropes and shit. It looked like that shit. Homie was all sorts of fucked up in the game. And um, he pulled it out. He pulled it out again. Uh, Canelo pulled it out again. Uh, talking about fighting Andre Ward. Andre Ward came out and said he ain't coming out of retirement. Homie hasn't fought in like two years. Um, so, I mean, what's next for Canelo? I, I don't know, man. He went up there and he, he just he keeps pressure on because he just takes the – his hand guard, I mean, is so good. I mean, he just – it's so hard to penetrate with those big-ass gloves. That's why, you know, his style wouldn't really translate to, you know, like an MMA or anything because he relies too much on blocking punches with, it, with his guard. I mean, he can literally cover his whole head. With, the, with his hand guard, and then he starts, you know, anticipating your punches and countering off of those. That's how he, he's waiting for those left hand, I mean, for the right hand or for the jab, and then he's, he's countering with his left hook and then coming with something some something from the depths of hell after or behind that hook. Um, but it was a good fight. It was, it was a decent fight. Um, I don't know what the fuck's next for him. Um, he can fight, you know, at light heavyweight all the way down to 150s. I mean, so he can do, I don't even know the fucking weight class names. There's like so many of them in boxing. But good fight. Francis Ngannou was out here fucking wilding, talking about he wants to fight Fury. Don't do it, homie. Don't fucking do it. Uh, if you're friends uh, or family of Francis Ngannou and you're listening to the podcast right now, reach out to the motherfucker. He's talking wild. He's talking greasy, greasy, um, you know, howling. He's out there in the middle of the night howling at the motherfucking moon, waking up the entire neighborhood. Uh, tell him to shut the fuck up and take his ass to bed because uh, you don't want no Tyson Fury, homie. Deontay Wilder... Uh, almost dead in him i give you but look at the look at 10 rounds of that he was boxing his he was uh fury was boxing wilder's fucking face off for fucking 10 rounds and he got hit at the end he got hit with a fucking bomb but he got back up i don't think you land in that homie i don't think there's any part of you that is ready for an actual boxer like that um you throwing just bombs, and, and, and this dude can stay on the outside and dance around you it's a different ball game homie if you wanted to call somebody out in boxing, call Deontay Wilder out, at least you guys, he's like the, the, the fucking, a uh, boxing, he's the Francis Ngannou of boxing, he can be easily, he's fighting Ortiz, if you go back and watch their first fight, Ortiz was boxing his fucking face in, just like uh, Fury w- was doing, and then he got caught in like the seventh, eighth round, and then it was all she wrote, I think they both, um, he got hurt, uh, Ortiz got hurt early in that fight, and then he had uh, Deontay Wilder all but done in like the sixth round. I remember that that fool uh, Wilder was out on his feet, stumbling around the ring, got saved by the bell, and then came back, and that power saved his ass. He knocked Ortiz the fuck out. Um, but he was getting boxed up. That's why this week, is it this weekend or next weekend is that Wilder-Ortiz? It's coming up. I think it's the 23rd, actually. 
That shit's coming up. That's that's no gimme for for Wilder. Uh, Ortiz is a legit Cuban motherfucking boxer. He's 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 a killer. Um, so call one of them dudes out. Call 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 Wilder. He ain't gonna out. He ain't gonna sit there and technically box you. You know, like like all these other dudes are gonna do. And they're gonna you're gonna get the fucking Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor treatment. You you don't want that shit. Um, Masvidal out here talking greasy, talking about fighting Canelo. You don't want that shit. You cannot beat these dudes in in that. In that rule set, that limited rule set, that that punching contest, that's all they do is punches. If it was just even uh, kicks allowed in these things, it's a different ballgame. Canelo's getting knocked the fuck out. Um, Fury's getting knocked the fuck out. Anybody in boxing is getting knocked the fuck out. They've never checked a leg kick. Those leg kicks alone are going to fucking kick to the body, kick to the head. It's going to be over quick. But it ain't that. All you can do is throw punches. And these dudes, all they do all day is throw punches. While you're doing jujitsu, they're punching. While you're doing wrestling, they're punching. While you're doing fucking knees and elbows, they're punching. That's all they fucking do. And you're going to go in there, nah, it ain't happening. That ain't happening, Masvidal. I would much rather see Masvidal versus uh, Canelo than I would rather see um, uh, Nganu, you know, fighting Tyson Fury. If I had to pick between the two, it actually happened. That's that's what I would do. Uh, but that's some wild ass shit. Uh, moving right the fuck along. How about the motherfucking D-Boys? I know y'all, the last episode, expected me to come on here and bring out the TAPS fucking military funeral service music and bury these motherfuckers like I did last year. It didn't happen, did it? I stood behind my team. I stood behind my team like a faithful bitch. And uh, uh, what did we do? We responded in kind by beating Face fucking, uh, rape choking, and mouth uh, taking against the will of the fucking Eagles. Uh, finished all about their face, uh, rubbed it in with their own hands and shit, like they were slapping themselves. Uh, moved on, did the same thing to the Giants. Nah, you say, Gecko, Gecko, that was an ugly fucking game. You're right. That was an ugly fucking game. We struggled with a team that we shouldn't have struggled with because we just kept shooting ourselves and we cheddar bobbing ourselves every fucking game. We're out here cheddar bobbing ourselves, uh, Plaxico bursting ourselves, shooting ourselves in the leg, shooting ourselves in the motherfucking foot. Every fucking time there's a good play, there's a fucking penalty, there's some stupid shit going on. The NFL is ruined. I'm, let me get into that shit. You refs are, 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 you killed my motherfucking favorite sport. You killed it. You, you fucking JFK'd. Grassy node, fucking NFL. That's what you motherfucking did. Uh, penalties every fucking game. It don't matter what you watch the the Charger game last night. Any game you turn on, I got the I got the Sunday ticket, so I'm literally watching every fucking game. I'm sitting here fucking Al Bundy style, hand in the fucking hand down the pants, fucking brew drinking all fucking day. Hitting my, my beers, you know my bowls and shit. You know how I be doing it. I be watching these games. Every fucking game is the same. 90% of the plays have fucking penalties. The Cowboy-Giant game, there was literally eight plays in a row with a fucking penalty. Seven of them were bullshit calls. And then when there is something obvious, they don't see that shit. The, these PIs are out of fucking control. They need, to, they need to change this shit to the college rules. You shouldn't be able to throw the fucking ball 80 yards and then have a fucking ref bail you out and you get the ball on the one-yard line. Fuck that shit. It's a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. No matter where the fuck you are, where you throw the ball, that's what it should fucking be. Then at least it, 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 it de-weaponizes that fucking call when these goddamn referees fuck it all up. And then even when it's 100% certain, proven, proven, beyond a reasonable doubt, all 12 jurors coming back, that motherfucker did it. 
P.I. These, these fools still don't fucking reverse that shit. It, it's right in their motherfucking face. They still don't do that shit. So, the, you know, the penalties add up. Legit or not legit, the Cowboys are always fucking themselves. Had no business uh, being 30 to 18. I mean, they got that last second, you know, throwaway touchdown. Uh, it should not have been that. It should have been uh, 52 to 6. That's what the fuck it should have been. Uh, now we got, the, we got the Vikings. We're in first place by like half a game because the Eagles are back in this bitch because they're just annoying little fuck boys. Um, they just get so fucking lucky. Now we got the Vikings. I don't know. Fucking at least, well, at least we're playing in Jerry World. This is this, I can't call it. This is a tough game. You just don't know what fucking. Think about this. This is how good the Cowboys are, despite how fucked up they are, despite themselves going down thirty-one to three against Green Bay. They could have won that game at the end. They could have tied it that game at the end, despite being down twenty-one to three to the fucking Jets. They were a two-point conversion away from tying that fucking game. Despite this, they're still in these games. If they didn't do this to themselves, if they didn't have these stupid turnovers, stupid drops, Dak Prescott would be having a 90% completion uh, percentage right now without the 22 drops in, that his team has had. And they drop him at the worst fucking time. Stupid drops, stupid holding penalties, all, all sorts of stupid shit going on. If they, if they didn't do, if they did half of that shit, they'd be dominating the NFL. That's how good they are. You don't know what the fuck you're going to get. They could easily go in there and, and stomp the fuck out of the Vikings. They could easily go in there and get their ass eaten, doggy style, by the fucking Vikings. They could get their asses blown the fuck out of there by halftime. They could easily do that. They could blow the Vikings uh, real good, real sensually, uh, real vigorously, and have them fucking nutting all, of them, all over themselves by halftime. It could go either way, homies. We don't know. I don't know, but this is it. This is the make or break. You lose this shit, that's it, homies. That's it. It, it it's you're not gonna you're not gonna if you can't win a game like this. You're not. It doesn't matter if you go into the fucking playoffs. You ain't gonna do shit in the playoffs if you can't beat this Viking team. We played well against Kirk Cousins, uh, but you can't win this fucking game. I I don't know what to say. And I'll come on here. You know what? We I'm I'm committing to a podcast this coming week. Um, I've been trying to do it all fucking week. I told y'all, man. I, I fucking damn near shit myself in my sleep. Y'all ever shit yourself in your fucking sleep? That's some shit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying when you're not, like, four months old. When you weren't four months. Since you were four months old, have you shit your fucking self in your sleep? I almost did that, homies. But all I'm saying, Cowboys got to win this shit. They just got to win this fucking shit. If they don't. It, it, it don't fucking matter, and the Eagles are probably going to stumble, bumble their way into the fucking playoffs somehow. Carson Wentz ain't shit. He ain't shit, homies. I've been telling y'all, let me get to my, my fucking, my front-running extraordinaire motherfucker. I've been riding this dude. I, I'm not the Johnny come lately on this shit. Who's been telling you about Cam Newton? For you, Since the, the beginning of this podcast, I've been telling y'all, Cam Newton ain't shit. Nothing. Had one solid year in like 2015. Front run his ran, uh, front ran his ass. Toyota front runner, top down, all the way to a motherfucking Super Bowl. Got his ass fucking eaten, eaten, fork, knives, everything, and acted like a baby back bitch after the fucking game. Was taking pictures, uh, Instagramming, uh, uh, fucking all sorts of shit. With every game, you remember them on the sidelines taking pictures and shit. 
during the fucking game when they were blowing everybody out. Then the one time they get their ass fucking eaten, homie, the fucking Broncos, Peyton Manning come out here with their fucking bibs on and go to fucking work, hometown buffet style. These motherfucker, this motherfucker went fucking bitch made after the game. Ran on some Baker Mayfield shit. Didn't want to talk no more. Didn't want to take no more fucking pictures anymore. Fucking didn't have what the youngsters like to say. Didn't have that same energy. Wanted all, all that smoke at the cookout. All that smoke he wanted. But not after the game. He wanted it during the tailgating session before the game. The after party, he didn't want that smoke. He didn't want that barbecue no more. I've been telling y'all, he ain't shit. Like, oh, well, he had a first good game last year. You do the same shit with Carson Wentz. Oh, he was, in, he was the MVP leading up to when he got hurt that year. Part of being MVP is, is finishing the fucking season and being in there to play in the fucking, uh, to, to play in the playoffs. The best thing that ever happened to the Eagles is that he went down. In his quote-unquote MVP year where he played 12 fucking games. Being the MVP is being in the fucking game. Not sitting on the fucking sidelines. Point is, homeboys never even played in the goddamn playoffs. Talking about he's this or that. Foles, in no way the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, much less win that shit without Nick Foles. I've been telling y'all about Cam. He's had one decent year. Oh, he started off the year, you know, 14 touchdowns to two interceptions last year. And he ain't been shit since. Oh, he got hurt. That's part of it, motherfuckers. Injuries are part of the fucking game. And if you're a dude that's always getting injured, go ask Tony Romo how that is. Hall of Famer, if he could fucking stay healthy and get the team to the fucking, at least an NFC championship game. But he couldn't. So he ain't shit. Cam Newton ain't shit. Part of it is being healthy. You can't stay healthy. You ain't shit. This motherfucker ain't healthy right now. Look, look. This IR shit, homie's healthy. Let me, let me break this down for y'all motherfuckers because everybody fucking hiding this shit. Homie could play right now. I don't give a fuck about his planter, uh, uh, fasciitis, fucking uh, club foot, drop foot, whatever the fuck this guy's got going on. No, get your, go, go, go on QVC and order you some happy feet, motherfucker. I don't know. But this dude is, is healthy enough to go in there. But the problem is they don't want his ass in there. So they came up with this IR shit to give him a way out because they don't want him to do the Tony Romo shit. They don't want the Dak effect. They want this guy to kind of, you know, save a little fucking dignity. I don't know why. Put his ass on the bench. Say he's healthy. He's now the backup. Call it as you see it, motherfuckers. Don't give this guy the fucking way out. Now that being said, if I'm the Bears, if I'm the Broncos, if I'm the fucking Dolphins, if I'm... Any of those teams, I'm, I'm trying to get Cam in the offseason if he's healthy enough. He's never going to be healthy again. He ain't going to be that running dude. He ain't a pocket passer either. He's not that great, but at least he can do a little something. And he'll have those games where you're like, oh, shit, he looks like he could be somebody again. But he ain't. He ain't. I bet if you put RG3 out there, you'd have a couple of those moments too. But he ain't that dude. Trust me on that shit. He ain't that fucking dude. Baker Mayfield out here fucking wilding, coming out um, looking like a lumberjack. During the game, at halftime, he shaves his shit, comes out looking like a fucking uh, Catholic priest on some chomo shit. Then after the game, he comes back with some other kind of shit, like a, I don't know what the fuck this guy was doing. He had a Fu Manchu, then he goes to a little fucking uh, Hitler stash. I don't know what the fuck this guy was doing. He's, he's fucking, he's on some AB shit. He's, he's having breaks with reality or something. I gave this dude the, the, the mushroom stamp of approval at, uh, uh, when he was wilding out, talking shit about, talking greasy about Daniel Jones. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go preemptive, uh, dry. Remember, 
rule number one of the Whiskey Podcast. If you're going to hate, keep it dry. And, and, and Baker Mayfield was keeping that shit dry as a motherfucker. Dry as autumn lips, motherfuckers. Uh, get that motherfucker some, some, some fucking chapstick. Some Vaseline. That kind of dry. He just came taking shots for no fucking reason. And then he came back and started backtracking after I called him the Seth Gecko of the NFL. He came back backtracking. Acting like the anti-Gecko of the NFL. That's what he is now. He's the anti-Seth Gecko. The anti-Moody Hank of the NFL. Because we don't backtrack, motherfucker. This ain't professional backpedaling-ass motherfucker like it's the Olympics. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Ever since that moment, he's, he's, he's fucking crumbled. He ain't shit. He can't make any goddamn throats. Can't run. Uh, he, he looks. He looks like he's got you know. I can't say half retard anymore. You know, you can't say that. Like a half Down syndrome looking ass motherfucker out there. He don't know what the fuck's going on. Looks like he's never played the fucking sport. He has no idea where he's going with the with the football. And then when he does drop drop back more than three steps, he he just keeps going like it's Tecmo Bowl, and he keeps drifting back and back and back until the other end zone, and the arrow's pointing up, and he just throws it. it, it it's fucking crazy. Dude is wilding on some shit, on some AB shit. This dude AB moving right along is on, on back on some shit. He's he's tweeting. I guess he got his ass fucking eaten in the fucking courtroom. That's the only explanation. He got his ass fucking eaten up in there by the judge and shit. He didn't like it. He likes when he's doing the ass eating. He didn't like it when he was getting the ass eating, getting his ass eaten. And he came back and, and, and exploded. Get Twitter out of his hands. Uh, Rosenfeld, Rosenwood House, whatever the fuck your goddamn name is. Get your motherfucking client off of the goddamn Twitter. Make a fucking fake Twitter. Make a black market Twitter. A, a fucking Kirkland brand Twitter or something. Something that this guy can't fucking read. So he's not going to know the fucking difference. Give him some other shit. Make him think he's actually posting shit. Get fake people to fucking say, yeah, yeah, go AB. But get him off of real Twitter. I mean, this dude's got no impulse control. None. Zero. He starts saying, fuck the NFL, they're racist fucks. Homeboy. Homeboy. 80% of the league is black players who are now millionaires because of this shit. Now, I know all the owners are black and shit. I mean, white, but there's still a lot of, lot of young, successful, talented black men who've made a lot of money and will never have to work again in their life because of the NFL. You you throwing out race cards like some stupid shit like that like it's Uno like you playing Uno you playing Goldfish you throwing out these race cards and shit fuck up out of here son and then ten minutes later schizophrenic ass motherfucker talking about oh I'm sorry I just want to play you just literally ten minutes before said fuck the NFL I don't need the NFL I moved on I don't ever want to play another game in the NFL ten minutes later like a fucking crazy Sancho like a fucking crazy side chick. Threatening to go to your wifey and shit. This motherfucker comes back. Oh, no, I'm sorry, man. I'm just really frustrated. I really want to play football and all this shit. Get your fucking, make up your motherfucking mind, homie. And that's why this fuckboy extraordinaire is, is holding on to this. This uh, He's taking it and run with the, the douchebag of the universe. I mean, I got to start some new shit. He needs to be a multiple belt holder. He needs to be the champ champ of douchebaggery. Cause this shit, this shit is wild. This dude, I, I, I fucking love it. And people still want to sign his motherfucking ass. They still want to sign his ass. You want to bring that shit into your motherfucking team? You, you're out of your mind. I pray to God Jerry Jones hasn't thought about that shit. We don't need that shit. We, we got Michael Gallup. We got, we got, uh, Randall Cobb. We got Amari fucking Cooper. We don't need this fucking guy. 
Don't you be doing that shit to me, Jerry Jones. It already happened. I talked two years of shit about Lonzo Ball. Now he's on my motherfucking team. I ain't even getting into the Pelicans today. It's already I'm already almost an hour in. I can't get into the Pelicans. Uh, what I think about the NBA right now. We're gonna do a. I'm gonna do another podcast this coming week, and I'm gonna get into some NBA shit because this this is a great season. Um, so I'll definitely get into that shit. Let me what fucking man. I I don't know. Let, let me just give you a fucking rundown of the games. Let's let's do that shit. Um, let me let me just make a last night. You know the the Chargers found the way. The 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 week before, homeboy, uh, uh, Fisherman Gordon. My the uh, the only Gordon I know was Fisherman Gordon. Melvin Fisherman Gordon. You know, starts dribbling the ball. Forgets what fucking. Uh, sport he's playing uh, against the Titans dribbles the ball two plays in a row on the on the fucking goal line they lose then they come back and, and smash the Packers now they come out here and fucking lay an egg against the Raiders I mean the the, the Chargers are on some shit but you know the fucking Raiders won last night and um, you know they they've got like five or six wins five wins that's five yeah it's about three more than I thought they were gonna get um, after they traded away Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack and they've turned those into good draft picks so maybe they fucking know I I, I don't know um what else we got? Texans are on some shit. I'm telling you right now. Uh, right now, to me, Russell Wilson's the MVP. Right now. We're talking right now. Vikings, Cowboys. You know I'm going big D on that shit. I'm just going to give you my picks real quick. Lions, Bears. Mitch Trubisky, you bitchy. You bitchy Mitch Trubisky. On some fucking whack shit, man. I... I'll be honest, if because you guys might go back into the early years of the of the Whiskey Sick podcast. I I think I'm on record. I'm on wax in, in one of the early early episodes of the podcast when it was uh, Mitch Trubisky's NFL uh, debut in the preseason. He came out like a motherfucker, like a gunslinger on some Stephen King gunslinger shit, man in black shit. He looked good. I was like, holy shit, this kid, I had the same feeling that I had when I saw Dak playing his first ga- uh, preseason game against the Rams. Dak came down and was just making all sorts of throws. I was like, holy shit, this guy might have something. You know, he'll be good to develop in the future. I thought the same thing about Mitch Trubisky, and there were times where I was like, oh, this guy might be able to play even that first season. I was like, he just needed, you know, a season under his belt. Wrong, wrong. Uh, Blake Bortles 2.0. Um, I, I, this dude... Uh, Marcus Mariota 2.0, whatever the fuck you want to say. All these dudes are trash. Mr. Bisky is trash. I mean, maybe you get Cam Newton in there. Maybe that's what you got to do. I'd be calling uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick. I don't care how fucking what he looks like. If he's been sitting on the couch, I don't care. I'd get anybody in there but this uh, uh, bitchy Mitch Trubisky. Um, call, make a trade for uh, you bitch you, Minshew you if you got to because you bitch you, Minshew you is back on the bitch i'm back on the bench now you sit you motherfucker because uh, uh nick Foles is back so maybe you get that shit in there but you got to get mitch trubisky the motherfucker out of there uh, put in your kicker these kickers can't do anything else maybe they can at least throw the ball they can't kick them uh ravens Bengals. ravens gonna hit fucking that shit's gonna be x-rated ass eating right there bills browns browns are fucking they're done man I, and look I know. I realized a couple months ago I was on my Shannon Sharp shit, my Shay Shay shit. I was I was saying the same shit he was. I, I we were both on the Brown shit. We said they're gonna be in the NFC the AFC title game. Wrong, wrong. Even as shitty as all the other teams are, except for the Ravens in that division, because the Steelers ain't shit. Don't get it twisted. The Bengals are the worst team in the league. They're like zero and ten, and every other team's only played nine games. Uh, Chiefs, Titans. So the Bills are gonna beat the Browns, motherfuckers. Chiefs, Titans. 
I'll go Chiefs all day. Uh, I don't think they should be having homeboy come back in the game of homes yet. I think they, they easily win this game without him. Matt Moore's played pretty well. I wouldn't even risk that shit, but they're going to they're gonna start Mahomes. I guarantee it. Saints-Falcons. Falcons are, are triggity trash. Ever since halftime of the Super Bowl, these dudes talk about Shang Tsung. These motherfuckers watch the uh, Kovalev shit. Watch their soldiers fucking just get taken straight up out the fucking roof of the fucking wherever the fuck they were playing that Super Bowl. Uh, they haven't been there. They're a shell of themselves. They just a fucking sack of flesh laying on the motherfucking ground. The fucking Falcons. Uh, Giants, Jets. Uh, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I hope it's a 0-0 fucking tie. Fuck them both. Cardinals, Bucks, uh, Fuck, that's actually good. That's a good fucking game right there. The Cardinals, they compete. They compete. Quietly, they compete. Um, but I'm taking the bucks on that. Jameis Winston has had good games. He's he's made some impressive throws every time I've watched him. He has some, he's still such a bonehead sometimes, though. So. That same dude that was jacking uh, crab legs and shit comes out of, the, out of nowhere when you least expect it. Actually, actually, you always expect it now. So it's not when you least expect it. When you expect it, it comes. A motherfucker comes out, you know, at halftime eating the fucking crab legs. You're like, ah, oh, shit, here it is. Here it comes. Uh, Dolphins, Colts, come on. Put me as QP, we beating the Dolphins' ass. Uh, how, did, how the fuck did the Cowboys lose to a team that lost to the Dolphins? The Cowboys lost to the Jets who lost to the Dol- Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Packers, uh, Panthers, that's going to be a good game. I'll give it the Packers, though. They're at home. I'm going to give it that. Rams, Steelers, Rams, unfortunately, are going to win that fucking game. And then Seahawks, Niners, that's a hell of a Monday night game. I'm going Niners. I can't believe they're fucking 8-0. Who thought that shit? Not you, motherfucker. I know. Not you, motherfucker. I, I, I hear you. Oh, I thought, no, nah, fuck you. Uh, my homie told me that. No, nah, no, nah, fuck you. Nobody saw these motherfuckers 8-0, 9-0. This is going to be a great game. Uh, definitely something the Seahawks could win, but damn, that defense. That, they got the Joey Bosa 2.0 over there, Nick Bosa, um, Trent Bosa, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. Uh, but the fucking, I'll, I'll take the Niners in a close one. I'm going to say 23-20 to 20 on that shit. Jimmy Garoppolo out here fucking living the fucking life in, in fucking California, fucking uh, in the Silicon Valley, fucking uh, uh, nerdy chicks fucking porn stars, fucking your chick, uh, Betty's fucking galore, this dude's just fucking tossing Betty's like, like, like pimps do motherfucking, uh, dollar bills in the fucking strip club, this homie just wrapping them off and shit, this dude's, uh, fucking, uh, my man to steal my man, uh, Mike Rappaport, uh, his coin phrase, he's a stick man extraordinaire, this dude, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, what else do we fucking got? Listen, I'm done. My fuck, I'm losing my voice already. What the fuck? I got some, I got some other shit. I got some random shit. I'll save those for maybe next week uh, when I get into that shit. Uh, lots been going on. Um, triple champ uh, looking like a beast, standing up now, uh, fully training. He's, he's got like this little uh, stuffed animal that he's literally doing guard. He's going in the guard. I seen him doing upside down guard the other day. He's throwing up triangles. I mean, shit is wild. I haven't even showed him this shit. And he's, he's just naturally going for subs at 10 months old. He's about to be, t- he's 10 months old today. I just looked at my triple champ. Happy 10-month birthday, young man. The little homie is now 10 months old today. He came out on the 8th. He came out, he came out the, the fucking cooter uh, on January 8th, 2019. So today is his 10th 
month anniversary. The one year is coming up fucking quick. Uh, go back to those early January ones if, you ha- if you're new to the podcast. Um, I literally did a show. I came home, I think, the night after he was born. I, I ran home, had to check on Moody Hank, the, the Whiskey Sick podcast uh, mascot, German Shepherd, and her sister, her older, uh, Big Galoot, uh, Michi Calhoun. So we got Michi Calhoun, older German Shepherd pup, and I got um, Moody Hank, um, the young pup. I had to come check up on them, and I said it was like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and I sat down and busted out a motherfucking podcast. And uh, I remember that podcast always. That's like one of my favorite podcasts. I don't remember a fucking thing I said, but I remember uh, sitting there in the lab uh, fucking busting that shit out, a new papa. So all the papas out there, man, all the, all the homies, all the, all the pappies, uh, shout-outs to all y'all. Uh, this shit's been a fucking journey. Little homie's going to be coming for that fucking belt. Doc and Cerrone, be ready, homie. I'm telling you, be ready. My homie's already getting this shit on. He can barely stay. So, um, fuck it. I'm out of here. What, what fuck else you want from me, man? I, I give you my heart, my soul, my blood, my sweat, my tears. It's all on the mother. It's all on wax, homies. It's all on wax. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 88. I'm out, motherfuckers. We creep loud towns, don't blame me, approach these fiends, it don't take me More than four or six you need, split your seams, spit your seam The rhymes I kick, that's from the ish that timely with Roll you back up, pose and blast us underneath the seat, the heat is packed Full clip, pull it, two hits gone, two lit, two shit, you guess wrong You bet on that other shit, fuck you when that rubber ripped Up, down, pull it out, finish what I barely started Very odd, I'm fairly hard from what I've heard these bitches say Bitches, what pussy was, right before it's fucked Life is such and much the same, I'll kindly fucking bust the same Time is up, I must refrain these stains, you can't just wipe them off you tap it, might withdraw enough to keep this game alive Tame aside, stakes will rise, I made you try and live for it I made you try and lift this shit, breaking pride to grip a bit It made you slide an inch, but it's the one you need to keep her pleased Deeper we go, she won't breathe, but she gon' see the life I bring Every verse on every word and never swerved off track again First to finish, last to win, backs again against the wall Ride my way out, time to lay down, ride away now No escape found, ain't the same how I get down Ride the lows and hide the safe route any day now I'll explode, hold your chosen, don't look down Tight roll down, spot the land, cannot withstand the heights we'll see Break their arms Die to reach, ain't that far, can't lie to me Loud sounds, 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 loud sounds Bright lights all around, time's right, calm me down Might shine, not a sound, on the ground, no thoughts allowed to cross your mind, no time to spare Lost the fine line, rhymes is rare, try not to stare, I'll lie to you Sold the dub and turned the key, that open doors, I earned a peek at what's inside the box Mine will give to of its own I'll piss on you, it's so Cliche, we may take your crown Appreciate he hates, take a bow Keep saying, please make your way down Freeway, please stay straight, I found A spot to drop these ladies off And find the bitches where they at Find the witness where that ass Found my shit is there I ask where I fit in Bear I win and there's just inches left to take Bet my fate and blow the winning Slowly spinning, tables turn Bright lights, bright lights Bright lights, bright lights Bright lights, bright lights Bright lights, bright lights Slow, no, right away, don't doze, try to stay Wide awake, the lights will fade, it's my mistake, your eyes
lines we play Tricks and shit is not a game that flipped the script The pop was famous, not the same My thoughts have changed, my shots have aimed at Sally Mae I'll be waiting in an alleyway Pop that bitch and validate My park is talking Mary Jane Hit that shit, it's game we play Then gone, I'm on my merry way Then bought on soul, I'm barely late It's rare, it's fate, I'm there to stay No cares today, I sold my soul for yesterday So fuck tomorrow, my time is now to catch up I'ma step up and a mile away So get fucked, I'll try to say What crossed my mind, I lost my nine Panic dip, wet the prince But seems I left my thoughts behind The scene is fresh, just press rewind Loud sounds Broke when you hear those loud sounds. When you hear those loud sounds, time is right. We'll run a hot. All your life just what you ride. When you see those bright lights, when you see those bright lights, show me love, throw it up. Take a hit and throw it up. Showing up, blowing up. Gave a shit, won't give a fuck.